All right, everybody. I am here with the amazing, I'm doing real talk with the amazing My Live Michigan Liberation phone team. And I got, let me go ahead and do a roll call. First of all, how are all y'all doing? You come off of mute and everything. Thank you. How are Has you? everybody you? voted? Is everybody ready for tomorrow? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Everybody got the neon yellow on. I mean, waffle yellow, waffle, yes. <laughs> waffle house yellow on y'all. Yeah. All right. Let's see. <laughs> so what up though, everybody? But so we're going to get everybody to do their name, what their title is and what they do on this te amazing team. So we're going to kick it off with Miss Ernestine. Miss Ernestine, let's go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Ernestine Young. I am a phone canvasser for Michigan Liberation Action Fund. And uh, I usually work during the elections and I am enjoying it because I have gained the right to be able to motivate people to get up and get out and vote. All right, Ms. Ernestine, thank you. Up next, we got Diamond. Diamond. I am Diamond Thomas. I am a phone team bank um, canvassing. This is my first time ever doing this job. However, I love this job. I love the customer service. I love to call people. I don't even care about the hang up every day. It's just a, a matter of getting you know, getting to hear other people's voices and their choices and what they what their ideas is and opinions is on it. That's what's up, Diamond. Then next up, we got Deborah. Deborah, who are you, Deborah? Hi, my name is Deborah Barnes, and I'm a Canvas lead phone manager. And I've been working with this organization since 2018. I love working during the elections. I love changing minds. That's what's up. All right. Then next up, we got Sheila. Sheila's, what's going on, Sheila? You got to unmute, Sheila. That's all right, Sheila. You got to unmute her. Hey, you know what, Sheila? I'm going to go ahead and and make it happen for you. Sheila, who Thank are you, you Sheila? My name is Sheila McLeod, and I am a phone bank canvasser for Michigan Liberation Action Fund. I am so happy to be a part of this organization, and I'm very proud to be able to canvas people and encourage them to vote in this election because it's so important. That's what's up. All right, Neil, you got a tough act to follow right there. Neil, who are you, Neil? Amazing team, first of all. My name is Neil Hearns. I oversee our phone bank canvassers in addition to our Impactive text team. Um, this has been a phenomenal experience. I've served in this role for, this is my third time, y'all. And each time I get to meet new people and some old people return, but you all bring such, such good, good, good vibes. I love it. I love it and I love your energy. And I love the way you interact with the people that we're reaching out to. This is important work, y'all. So, and I'm I'm great. I'm glad that you all, you know, acknowledge that. So, yeah, it's on you, Carmel. Hello, everyone. My name is Carmel Kathy, and I am a, a phone bank canvasser um, and organizer. And I am very happy to be a part of it. I'm pleasure honored to be a part of something so great and historical. Right, Carmen. Thank you. And up, hey, last but not least, Rhonda. Go ahead, Ms. Rhonda. Hello, my name is Rhonda Alexander, 
and I'm a first-time phone bank canvasser. I will admit I was skeptical at first, but my good friend Sheila talked me into doing this, and it has been one of the best things I've done in a long, long time, and I really enjoyed it. All right, Wanda. Well, hey, we just had roll call if you're just tuning in, and we're going to start off with doing some personal stories. We want to hear the nitty gritty. So we're going to start with Diamond. Diamond, I know you are pressed for time. You got to get out there in the field or get out there back on the phones or whatever. But tell us some interesting things that you notice interacting with people this election year. Okay, so interacting with the people this election year um, is very, I could say, grand. However, you, you have some people there, they never knew about um, canvassing. I mean, they never knew about voting or even know about the people that they're voting for or even the proposals that's being um, voted for. And some people, um, they do know, but they rather not explain what's going on because they feel like it's personal. However, canvassing, it bring, it's a, a big customer service impact on everyone in the world because you get to experience and talk to not just people in your city or your state, you talk to people all around the world. Now, the most craziest call I had was from Tennessee. And I was asking them, you know, I introduced myself and I was asking them, you know, um, how did they feel about it and everything? And he was like, well, um, okay, so you're just the state that kills babies. I'm like, no, we don't kill babies. We're just, you know, voting for Proposal 3 for Reproductive Rights. He said, well, do you have children? I said, yes, I do. I have two children. He said, well, how would you feel if your children were dead? I said, well, are you mm. Oh, boy. Okay. That, oh, man. She went out on that. Oh, man. Anybody else want to... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. bet. You, you, you know, listen, you say that, you can hide. That's another thing. You have to not put your personal um, with the business because like right now, they will call you back. They will call you back. However, how do you handle that when they call you back? So when they call back, I just say, hi, I'm just Diamond from Michigan Liberations. You know, we was just calling to... Here she go again. I know it's hot. It's a hot topic. So you know she dropped in and out, y'all. We just now talking. Diamond is so, us off. I just, I just right, Diamond. told him, you know, at the end of the day or whatever, have a good day. You know what I'm saying? And, you right. know, try to explain it the best way I can. Ask them, do they need extra information or anything? You know what I'm saying? And if they do, I send out the information. If they refuse, they refuse. You can't make a person. But you do have to take away your personal from your business. I like that. That's what I'm talking about. Anybody else want to chime in on their experience? Thank Dealing you, everybody. On the phones. Bye, Diamond. Thank you so much for telling us about that, boy. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity, everybody. Thank you for this great opportunity. Thank you for hiring me. I just appreciate everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great uh, day. Look at that. Y'all got an amazing team. Nell and Deborah. Look at Nell and Deborah. They, wait, Deborah like, I would I love to chime in on that one. <laughs> Go ahead, y'all. All right, so um, just speaking of um, calls that... Uh, stick to you. I had one today. I don't know if the brother was a Hebrew Israelite or what, but I know that's a thing mm. that's starting to become a thing. But he um, expressed to me his um, his disgust with the system that we're living in and how, you know, it doesn't matter if we vote or not. 
and I had to beg to differ with him. I, I started by letting him know that I'm from the same places that he's from and that we come from the same backgrounds. But if we default out of the system that we know is not working for us, how do you think it's going to work more for us? So even if it's a system that's broken, what do we do? We fix the system that's broke. So these small conversations over the months that we worked add up. And so hopefully we spark into the hearts to people to, to get out and vote. Um, be a part of something that your ancestors shit, let their blood spill into the ground for. And um, and so that's what how I started it. And that's how I ended it with him. I told him I couldn't speak to him forever because our conversation was getting a little long. But I let him know that I got to keep working because I feel a, um, a duty um, because my, I know that my ancestors died so that we can get to this point. And even if only, if, if only just for that purpose, I'm going to go out to the polls and vote. So. Wow. Thank you, Carmel. Man, wow. We, Misha, I know you just kind of dropped off. Tell everybody who you are and your position and your feel on being on part of this amazing team. Everybody already did that kind of roll call, but we don't want to leave you out. So we want to make sure we get you. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Can everyone hear me? Yes. All right. So it's always a pleasure to be here with Michigan Liberation. These folks that I see in front of me are like more like family um, than just, you know, part of canvassing, you know, and things like that. And so I'm always grateful to be here. Um, I can speak to one of the issues that um, one of the conversations that really um, kind of really engaged me was a young African-American woman who had um, who just didn't know and wasn't aware of some of the issues around women's rights. And she had concluded that um, that women of color would not be affected as much, right, by um, the reversal of Roe versus Wade. And so we, I opened up the dialogue with her and, and expressed to her um, some of the issues I personally have experienced, like in- Yeah, you gotta love technology, y'all, yeah. I mean, she, you, you were kind of going in a little bit. You were talking about some of the things that you've experienced. Uh- Yeah, kind of going in. Anybody else, Carmisha? Yeah, your your audio's kind of going in and out. But man, you was just getting she was getting juicy, y'all, wasn't she? Man, anybody else want to chime in, Carmisha? Wait, you gotta. You might need to go near the signal, maybe a little low or anything. Anybody else want to chime in while Carmisha's getting her audio together? Man, I would have never imagined. Is anybody, I would have never imagined some of these stories. Cause you, you know, you, you think about what we hear about the door all the time. Now it said it, right. it's our time to shine, right? Our time right. to get our voice out. Well, I, can, I, I, I would say that there's a lot of stories that we can share, right? Some of it is informative, educational. Some people don't know that they could still, you know, that, that, that they can vote and, you know, uh, had previously had, you know, returning citizen. So so much education that these canvassers are sharing. We have a resource um, um, uh, link 
that's within our Slack that we can always refer to. But I'm hoping that Kamishi gets her, uh, her, her, her internet back up and going because she's got a lot of insight. She's been doing it since 2020. Tell. And, you know, I know that I used Kamishi when I used to in 2020 in terms of Lil Bryce's story to galvanize voters to get out and vote. Sometimes it's a story you have to tell, you know, to make them say, oh, really? That person did this? Oh, well, I already voted for her. What do I need to do? I'm like, mm. spoil the ballot. Go down and spoil that ballot. And then they even follow up and said, I spoiled my ballot. I went and I spoiled my ballot and I re I, I voted again. And this time I voted for this particular person who we had endorsed. So a lot of times it's those stories that you hear, you know, that that right. really, really get that person to get up and get busy. That person also said, I'm calling my daughter. I'm calling my son. They haven't voted yet, but I'm going to let them know who to vote for and why you know so we need to also research but i'm gonna let my canvassers talk y'all got a lot of stories to share i appreciate you all i love you all you are a dynamic team and i am so blessed to have you all you as well you as well yes i, I gotta thank uh Mel for all the resources that she makes sure that we are well equipped with because the um the individualism of what voters needs are is uh, so vast. Um, you know, we got everything from transportation issues to uh, registration issues to um, not knowing if you are applicable to vote, um, knowing um, the laws and the districts, it gets tedious. And to do this work, especially to man a team like us, it takes a lot of um tenacity and so i want to thank her for that and to she ran a great strong team um the stories are unbelievable one time i um mistakenly called um, a prison and um i asked for somebody in the um one of the devs answered the phone and kind of laughed and said oh nobody here is voting and i said we're gonna try to make a change a little bit to that so um so that you know the people who are not um convicted should be able to get in a vote. We need to right. talk about these devils and details that um, need to be expressed and as a as a community, we need to come together and battle what's going on. And I think and I strongly believe that we can um, by getting people out to vote. Oh, so, yeah. Carmichi, she just joined us. Carmichi, did I say that right? Carmichi? Kamishi. It's Kamishi. Kamishi. Okay, Kamishi. Hey, you sounding good now. You was in the middle of your story. I don't know if you remember what you were saying, but just, I know you were talking about Roe versus Wade. I know y'all remember that. She was saying a little bit about that. So, I know. Are you still able? Are we able to? We're still having little technical difficulties and stuff. So, is anybody, so Kamishi, until she gets it. Anybody else? I'll go, Rhonda. Okay. Okay. Well, like I mentioned in my uh, intro, I was a little skeptical about the effect that we can have over the phones. And then I had this one call. The lady said, this has got to be divine intervention. She said, I'm sitting here with this ballot, not knowing what to do, who to vote for, 
And we had a long conversation. She appreciated my input. And I had several calls like that that made me realize what a difference talking to people can make in this, you know, environment that we're in now. And I just want to say that I am so glad that I did this and I appreciate all the people and all the help. And I'm glad I did it. Awesome. That's great. Let's let's wait, Sheila. What about you? I know you look like you got something to say. What's what has been your experience, Sheila? And I'm gonna go ahead and take you off of me. I'm up and mute each other and unmute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I want to thank God for this, first of all, for this opportunity. I want to thank Nell for having confidence in me to hire me into this position to do what I do. And I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, I have received so many different types of calls in my canvassing experience. But I think the most important calls for me are the callers that I can help. Uh, I had a young man that didn't realize how important Roe versus Wade was and how it would affect his nieces and nephews and his children if he had any female children in the future. So it was those kind of calls where I could help people that are disabled to find a ride to the pole. So it, it, those kind of calls really made me feel good about this work, made me feel like I was making a difference uh, and that I was actually helping people to get out and, 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 and to, to exercise their right to vote. And I got calls where people would say, well, it's not going to count. And I was able to tell them, yes, it counts. It doesn't matter what you think that people are telling you that it doesn't count. Don't believe the conspiracy theories that they put in who they want. Our votes count and they are important. If they weren't, they wouldn't be trying to stop you from doing it. So I was able to encourage people to get out and vote. And that made a difference for me. And why voting is so important for me. I remember when my grandparents voted for the very first time. I'm old enough to remember that. And I'll never forget it. My grandparents voted for the first time. And that just, you know, it made a difference in my life about politics, how the system is geared, not necessarily for us, but we can make a difference in the system and make it for us. So I'm just thankful for to have the opportunity to help people to vote. Thanks, Sheila. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, thank you. Yeah, Ernestine, what about you? What have you been dealing with? Um, so, for this opportunity to to even uh, talk with you guys today regarding voting. I was born and raised in Mississippi. Let me just give you a little background. And I remember when we used to have to um, have guards down at the gate at the end of the road in order to uh, have NAACP meetings, you know, so, you know, in order not to be niched uh, from having at NAACP meetings. But one of the most uh, memorable calls that I made recently was um, with a young lady that was voting and her voting area or the polling area was at, guess what? the first congregational church in Detroit. And I explained to her, I gave her a little background um, on that church. That church is located at Woodward and Forest in Detroit. 
And that is the Underground Railroad. It couldn't have not have been any better for me than to talk with this young lady and explain to her that, did you know that your, your polling area where you're gonna be voting is the uh, 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 one of the Underground Railroads? I say, the slaves used to come in there, used to come into this place before they went down to Second Baptist Church and then across to Canada. She had no idea. Mm -hmm. And it's right here in Detroit, the great history that we have in this city uh, that can help us to know who we are and whose we are really to um, in order to know that it is not only a privilege, but it's our right and duty to be uh, voting. And so some of those little his historical backgrounds that can be given to people can assist them in knowing that, oh, okay. She said, you know what? I I'm going to, I'm going to vote. I did not know that. Um, so that was one of the highlights, I guess, this week for me um, to assist her in knowing that um, um, that she'll be voting at the Underground Railroad. And that, that couldn't have been much better. Uh, it was just just like God just put her there. You know what I mean? You know, to and vote and to let her know that there were some people that came before you that that I mean had death on them, you know, and, right. and you were at this church, you know, where they first lodged in order before they went to Canada, you know, come on now, you 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 got to have some kind of some kind of feeling behind this thing. So I just, you know, we we just she all she really cried. That was that was so emotional wow. for me. So yeah, I just I'm so grateful for the privilege, you know, to work with this organization and to be able to, at my age, <laughs> to be able to uh, interject some of the things that um, I know about what should be done uh, in order for us to be able to vote. So uh, I'm grateful. That's what's up. Thank you, Ms. Ernestine. Thank you, man. That was powerful. It's the, I mean, you I mean, it's just been amazing hearing your stories. I mean, who would ever thought stories like that would come from being on the phone with folks? You know what I'm saying? Like you would be able to impact people uh, on the phone like that, you know, and everything. So I know anybody else want to chime in? We having a good conversation. If you just joined us, I'm talking to the my the Michigan Liberation Phone Team. 2020, wait, 2022. Okay, I had to have a senior moment there, y'all. Had to remember what year we in, right? And it's so key tomorrow to everybody. If you haven't already, go out and vote. Y'all, it's so key. It's so key. Any other insights that you've noticed? This, this is just this is just a small portion of our team. Our team is much, much bigger, and every last one of them, they're dynamic. And it was a true pleasure to be one of their leads. And uh, Mary is our other lead. Okay. It's just, it's just been a pleasure. Yeah, you couldn't, fit, you couldn't fit us all on here. Uh, team is large. I think, what did we count? 24, I think we're full and part-time. Um, it's 24 strong yeah. and we are all committed to, you know, reaching out, going into our communities, you know, 
um, in educating and informing and back to, you know, something that's very, uh, that I really, really embraced. And that's what Carmel has said in terms of our ancestors, y'all. Miss Ernestine, Mama Young, when you hit back into, you know, that ancestry kind of situation, those, 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 you know, just all of that energy that's in that church is powerful, you know, and, you know, um, I think part of what we are telling people is don't dishonor our ancestors. Get out and vote. They fought and they died for this. You know, uh, I'm thinking back to Mama Young, you saying about, you know, uh, in Mississippi, and I remember movies, watching movies where you're in these hidden, you know, you're trying to pull together and find ways to vote or do this or do that. Even if you, you know, back in the day, they just had to put a little X down, you know, to signify. And they knew what the repercussions would be. So they fought and they died. And this is our obligation to vote. This isn't a privilege. This is this is an honor and an obligation. And we must make sure that we're doing our part. So I thank you for giving us this platform. Uh, Mary is not here. Um, she is our awesome um, phone bank uh, leader with Deborah, um, but the team is a phenomenal team, y'all. I, I call it um, a blessing. I count it all joy in being a part of this group and having you all in this space because you make it, you know, you, you get it. You know, you reach out, you do the job, you have those hard conversations. You're, you know, a lot of times those conversations aren't pleasant and you're being called names, you know, but you still do it. So it takes, it takes rigor. It takes love. And, you know, and I just applaud you guys. So thank you. All right. Thanks, Deborah. If you're listening, watching, hey, make sure you contact us at media at myliberation.org. If you've got a story to tell or if you just want to say something about these amazing ladies, this amazing team and everything. I know I got a few little questions. If y'all got a little bit of time and all that good stuff, I would love to know like what goes into once you get your team, Deborah, Nell, and then all of you coming aboard, what happens next? Like you have a script and then do you train and what happens if you do get cussed out? You cuss them back out? No, you know what I'm saying? no, <laughs> no, we do not do that. But okay. uh, uh, with uh, Nell's guidance, Mary and I uh, put together the scripts. And then we also, once we introduce the scripts to our crew, then they give us their input. Right. And a lot of times we have to go back and readjust it because it's got to flow and uh, they make it their own. Okay. And when you say they're adjusted, when do you know you need to adjust it? Is it based on what you're getting, feedback you're getting from people in on the, the phones? Feed, the feedback from the phones, the feedback from Nell. A lot of times, uh, maybe we're we need to be a little bit smoother with our delivery, mm. and they let us know that. Uh, and you know, everybody, we welcome all input, and we have a variety of ages of individuals that work for the organization. Wow. 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 That's deep. I mean, I don't know if anybody else want to chime in, please, please. We have a discussion with our my live phone team and everything. And, and see, this is so important because a lot of people don't have no clue what a phone team does during electoral season or the stuff that you go through. Well, we, write, know, we have to write a script. We have to get it approved. We have to send it to upper management. We have to send it to lawyers. We can't just say anything. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Right. And it's right. got to be impactful. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Kamishi, are you able to chime in? Have you, you have your, your settings, are they good where you can chime in? Are you still having some real technical difficulties? Well, if you feel, if you are able to, to type it, we'll be happy to read some of your comments in terms of, you know, your experiences. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, to That's your point, when you get when you get cussed out, Miss Marjan, as you asked, what we oh, do, we don't hear about that. Yeah, when they when they go low, we just go high. You know. That's um, right. We just we just continue that. You know. Um, right. Yeah. When they go low, we go high. We just gonna still keep it. You know, professional. You know. Thank you very much for that input. You know, for your feedback and have a nice day. That kind of thing. You know. Right. Right. Then let me ask y'all real talk because we got. We, we're already in the, the the time allotted that I told y'all. So we good to go. So we now in podcast mode, y'all. Nitty gritty. Real talk. When you talk to people who are of color, you know what I'm saying? Pe- women. And you're thinking that they're going to be for Roe versus Wade. Or they're going to be for um, certain, you know, elected officials or candidates. How do you deal when you're dealing with that op- opposition? You know, when you're dealing with women who don't even know nothing about Roe versus Wade proposal three, or they're they're saying that you know what I mean, or they're saying, "Why would I vote yes?" How do you handle that? Because I know you would think every woman would be for proposal three. Yes. Can can I chime in on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I'm, I'm coming from a nursing background. Um, and, and one of the things that I have found um, with talking with uh, a lot of the young women and some of the men, too, uh, about Proposal 3, I'm finding out that I, we do not do our due diligence in terms of uh, reading and, and reading things closely to understand. So I found myself um, in some of the phone calls just reading the proposal to people because I had an absentee ballot, okay? So some of people don't understand that uh, some of the, the politicians, I found out most of the politicians has pulled or uh, has extrapolated that part, just that one part of that proposal which is the abortion part. And then they talk about either killing babies uh, or not killing babies. Uh, but when, you know, I have to go back to where my old, you know, grandparents, whatever say about politicians and politics, you have to kind of break that down into um, just what it is, poly, you know, which means many, right? And, you know, uh, ticks, when you think about ticks, you think about bugs that suck blood. So, you know, so you have to, (laughs) I mean, so sometimes they can extrapolate and just draw the life out of people to the point where, you know, but it's it's, it's only self-serving. I don't want to be on a soapbox here, but I find that, um, that some people don't know that that proposal also talks about miscarriages. It also talks about um, women's Women. right to have prenatal care. That's you know postpartum care because we have a lot of women when they have babies they have postpartum depression, so they right. need they need assistance with uh from prenatal to to the you know postpartum to to having this baby also it talks about 
um, what about babies, I mean, women who are infertile? It, that proposal also talks about that. The fertility uh, also talks about uh, contraception. But the only thing that they have taken out for selfish gain is the abortion pride. And they run on that and they give us the whole hoopla on that. But read that proposal because if we cut out, if you cut out all, we're talking about women's health care. We're just not talking about uh, and reproductive care. We, I should say that too. And, uh, and, and, and we as women, uh, you know, men too, they're, they're, they're uh, uh, you know, they understand too that it also has to do with their mother, their sister, their children. So it is not only about abortion. This thing is deeper than abortion. You have to look at all time. And then, you know, there, there are some people who have, have pregnancy in the fallopian tubes, you know, ectopic pregnancies. So, you know, all of that is in that reproductive care. So read and, and make sure you know what you're voting for and vote your convictions. That's all I say. Thank you. Well, Ms. Ernestine, let me, and this is not just for Ernestine, this is for anybody on the team. Have you encountered, you mentioned, I think, I wasn't sure if it was Rhonda or who mentioned about having to read or, or something like that, the proposals or something. Somebody mentioned it, but are you finding people who are having a hard time reading? Because I think we, we, we overlook that too. There's some people who don't read very well and they're right. not comprehending. We, we're telling them to go read go get this information, and they're not able even to read a proposal. Think about it. When you look at proposals, any of those proposals, it's like reading Greek sometimes. True. I I like to chime in on that. I had a couple of callers that I went over the proposal with, uh, especially the one about the Michigan changing the Constitution. They uh, One gentleman was a professor, and he felt like they shouldn't change the Constitution. I said, well, they need to change it to add this into it so that we, uh, our voting rights and things won't be uh, eroded. You know, put the things in there that need to be covered and protected. So he kind of changed his tune. But then I also had callers about the reproductive rights. And they were so worried about the transgender thing and, and uh, mothers letting, allowing their children to transgender. I said, that's not in the proposal. I said that you're mm. listening at lies on, the, on the, these ads. That is not even in the proposal about transgender or children being allowed to change their gender. I said, that's not there. And so, you know, to try to tell them, you know, read the proposal, educate yourself. If you don't understand it, call and ask, you know, call the election office, ask them to explain it. I gave out the election number, the election office number, but I also explained it. Things that, that, that are not in there. And I told them, I said, it's not just about an abortion. I said, I remember when women had to get permission. My girlfriend lived in the South, in Georgia in the 70s, and she had to get permission just to get a C-section. She had to wait for her husband to, to come in from work to get her C-section. And her and the baby were in distress. So things like that come under this proposal. Women don't have to get permission to have a C-section. Your life is in danger. The baby's life is in danger. Why should I have to wait on my husband? So, and then she had to get uh, uh, permission from her husband to get her tubes tied. We shouldn't have to do that. So I think 
proposal, the proposal for reproductive rights will protect us from those kind of things happening. So I explained the proposal as best I could to them, gave them examples. Uh, I gave them an example on a recent lady who was in one state and her husband had to take her to another state in order for her to complete her miscarriage because they felt like that was giving her an abortion because she was in a Catholic hospital. So I tried to explain the proposal that from a diff, you know, from different points of view to show them that what it was all about. It's not just about abortion and somebody using it as a birth control method. Wow. It's got Thank something you. to do with it, but it affects birth control too. It does because they, they step. Right. And when they're when they're talking about a woman's right to choose. I have a problem with that because a lot of times when you're talking about rape or incest, you're talking about children. You're not talking about a grown woman. And you know, but they don't talk about they don't talk about that. No. 11 mm -hmm. years old. Any woman that has had a baby, can you imagine when you were 11 going through that? Yeah. Right. You know, and I uh, I I laugh at this. I think we kind of had had touched on it last Tuesday and our Tasty Tuesday when we were talking about the bodily autonomy and, and 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 losing these rights, right? You know, and who's at the forefront is white men. Let's be honest, you know, these politicians. Um, you know, what are you doing? You know, uh, uh if these men, okay, if these men rape women. Are you going to say, let's castrate them? You know, well, how are you going to balance? What's happening? You know, if you got a family member that's violating a child, what are you going to do? Just, you know, I mean, you know, uh, birth control is important. Yeah. So you're going to take that away. What about a man? Are you going to not st stop selling condoms? You know, I mean, you know, it just, when you, they start with one thing, it always promotes to something more. And gender equality is next, y'all. That's what's coming next, you know. So we have to really, really, really allow our voices to, you know, be loud and clear that we want to make that choice. I may not be a, a proponent for abortion, right? Or, but that's a woman's choice. No man should tell me when I can have a C-section when I should be, you know, able to, you know, uh, abort a baby or it, uh, although my life is, there's no politicians. This is off. This is, this is off the chart here. And I'm thinking, and I'm feeling that these type of laws that they're trying to, to push will only get worse y'all for us. It will only get worse. And we are always the ones that will hurt more than any other Let's put it exactly. out there. We will. Right. Right. Wow. Let me ask you real quick. I know we, you, we've been bouncing around. Have any of you encountered people on the phone that said had some type of justification why you should vote no for proposal three? Religious. Have you, have you dealt with religious rights. Besides transgender. We, we I have. have any religious reasons. Religious. Religious reasons. Okay. Yes. Which is to be a cop out. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've heard the same thing, Sheila, religious reason and also the transgender. And that like and Nell, you had said even offline, misinformation and stuff like that. What about anything about the Supreme Court? Anybody been hearing anything about that? Commission, can you talk now? 
I was just wondering if Kamisha could get through. Kamisha. Um, you know, I am, but I'm struggling with some technical difficulties here. So we I don't know if you I now. Stay you can. still. Okay. Yep. Stay still. Don't move. Yeah. Just keep your so, head still. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. I've never had this happen on my on my with my Wi-Fi. But anyhow, um I haven't heard anything back about the Supreme Court, but I typically will bring that up because there's such an imbalance there. And at some point it's going to shift, right? My personal belief is that the Supreme Court, they hold power for too long. Okay, you don't like those lifetime appointments. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. Because when you have when you have such an imbalance like that, it keeps things um, constant for for periods of time. And it's very difficult. You know, the Supreme Court does not hear everything that is brought before them, you know. And once they do finally make a decision, you know, it's like so much has happened at that point to try to reverse it now. You know, it makes it, yeah. it, it makes it very difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there there has to be another way to bring about change so that everyone can be accommodated. Because when you when you're dealing with 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 people who even with judges, right? You know, they're supposed to be impartial when it comes to these things, but as you can see, they're not. I mean, the Supreme Court is. I mean the folks that we see on there now is is just a testimony to how impartial they cannot be, right? Mm -hmm. They are bringing their personal beliefs along with them and they're ruling just in that way. That is just the bottom line. And so uh, until either there's some change that's brought about either that keeps them from, I mean, they're, they're just, they, they shouldn't be on the, on the, on the um, Supreme Court that long. That's just too long because most of them will either die on the bench or something like that. It's very, it's very rare that they will just um, retire. You know, <laughs> right, right. You know, so I, um, I think that, I think that that's something definitely is to be said about, about that. You know, um, I don't know that I'll live long enough to see there be some some change to that, but I, I would like to see see that because, um, you know, it's just it's fair. just unfair. You know, a lot of those people don't represent me, nor do they represent people that look like me. You know, um, and and that's just the bottom line. I'm I'm disappointed in um, some of the women justices that are there just because you know you 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 know speaking about religion i just want to say like you know we all know that the scripture says like we are not to judge folks that is not something that is you know what a woman does with her body is not between it is not doesn't have anything to do with anyone else it has everything to do with her and whoever she serves or that minor child and their family that that's not for the average person to make a decision on 
You know, it's, it's just the bottom line. I think Barack Obama said it the best the other day. You, you know, you've got people who've never had a cramp, never had a child, never have, have had their life threatened with things like ectopic pregnancies or, you know, things like that, you know, telling us what's best for us. That's insane. I mean, it's just insane. You know, I thought I would never live to see this day. It's, it's weird. It's almost like an out-of-body experience every time I talk about it, because, um, you know, I'm I'm concerned and I'm 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 very concerned about the future. You know, and and if these um, these newer generations don't start to pay attention to exactly how these things are going to affect them. You know, right here, not right now, today, you may not be affected, but tomorrow you very well could be. But it also affects the men, too. You know, I have a friend, you know, a, a couple who um, is struggling right now with infertility. They are in a Arizona where the laws are already very strict on, you know, abortions and things like that. And so, you know, now with because of great genetic testing and things like that, we can they can tell now, like early on, like the sex of a baby or, you know, if a child is abnormal and things like that, their choices now look different than what they would before this Roe versus Wade um, overturned. Because before you could just say, you know what, I, you know, you know, we're going to try again or we're going to do this. But that is their choice. That is not for anyone or anybody else to, to the, no one should be in the in the business of that other than those that are involved in it. And that's just the bottom line. Wow, thank you. Um, we're talking with real talk with the my live phone team. Uh, let me also ask all of you, um, you know, we're in the Metro Detroit area. So who have you been talking to? You know, you've been, we know you've been talking to a lot of people, but has it been what counties and what demographics? What you know? I know you've mentioned people of color, but real talk on a daily basis, weekly. What have who have you been talking to as it pertains to the, the Metro Detroit area? Well, we've talked to people in Mount Clemens, St. Clair Shores, Harper Woods, Wayne County. We've been all around Michigan. Wow. And any difference between talking to people in Macomb versus Wayne? Or you know definitely. Who? Definitely. Oh. <laughs> Real talk, y'all. What yeah. what has it been? What has it been like? I know we want to assume that everybody in Wayne is just receptive and everything, and everybody in Macomb is not. Is that I mean, what have you been? Has it been the opposite of that? Because sometimes you know. Well, my experience with talking to people in Grand Rapids and talking to people in, I think it was Macomb County. It, it, I had to bite my tongue a lot of times and say, well, thank you for your input. Goodbye. And I'd be cringing after I get off the phone because I'd be wanting to strangle them because they were racist. You know, some of the calls were very racist. Yeah. One lady, I'm not voting for him. I'm not voting for her. You know, it's just nonsense. And, you know, at the end of the day, the election is going to affect everybody, no matter what our color is. So um, it, it was an experience. I didn't particularly enjoy talking to people in Grand Rapids and Macomb County, So, I, but I bit the bullet and I did it. 
Thanks for that, Sheila. That's real talk. Yeah. And we appreciate you for doing that too, because it was it was hard on the team. They would have to come back to Zoom and debrief and have a, a moment to just release. <laughs> and Mary and I would talk to them and get them back on the phone. But those were those were very interesting calls. Right, right, right. That was that's kind of like um uh Trump's you know stomping ground in Grand Rapids, you know, and uh it, it, it results in, in very difficult conversations. But I'm reminded uh in hearing you all, um I, I'm reminded by one of the street team members sharing how they were in the neighborhood and had all the flags and Trump's flags and da da da. And this one guy was observing them really, really tentatively watching, you know, what they were doing or whatever. And they went across the street and they were able to dialogue and talk about their differences and still be respectful. At the end of the day, he may not have influenced Nard and Nard may not have influenced him, but at least it was a dialogue that was very respectful. And that's how it is. We have family that may not see the same way that we see envision, you know, uh, the election the way we see it, you know, but that doesn't mean that they are, you know, we don't respect them. We do. So it's all about doing it with respect and love and then, you know, move on. Don't don't take anything personal. You know, being a, a phone canvasser, you can't wear, wear your feelings on your sleeve because people will offend you. You know, but you just move on to the next person. You may not hit, hit a home run with that the previous person, but the next one may be the one that make your day. You know, so you know, um, there's you know, there's 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 so much uh, that we go through in terms of this role, but there's so much that we are providing. There is you know, education, informing the public, making them aware, especially in communities, Detroit, I hear that it was, has been underserved in terms of canvassing. So we, you know, oftentimes we have to redirect our work to Detroit, you know, to make sure, you know, that people are, you know, um, are getting the information, you know, understand the importance of voting in this off cycle election, realizing that your voice counts and it counts through your choice you voting go and vote please vote you know making that appeal where you have that inflection in your tone where they know you are really passionate about this and there's a reason you know we here for our community you know we speaking for our community we want our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren to live in a world that is free of all of this nonsense where we're living in an equitable society, where we are not judged, as Martin Luther King said, by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. So people just have to be more open and we can't just paint everybody with that same brush. We are all different. And what you find when you reach out to people is that you have more in common than you have different. So, you know, going into those environments, you know, you'll find that, you know, I went into um, that drag race. It was a drag race and it was at a queer bar and I had a good time. You know, I shared about voting and I, I was able, but you go, you go into those places, you know, 
I mean, even with me, with my faith, I'm compelled to go to the uttermost parts of the world, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about spreading the news, spreading the word, voting matters. Our vote matter, y'all. And that's just making our people know that we matter and we have to vote. Right. Thanks, Nam. Wow. We've got about, believe it or not, y'all, we've got a two-part series here, okay? Which is amazing. So I just want to make sure I go around the room, around the, the stream yard, the Zoom, and get everybody food for thought as we get ready for tomorrow, Election Day. What do you want to tell the people before we sound off? And I'll One of the things. Oh, I'm sorry. One yeah. of the things I would say that's very invaluable, and that is uh, for um, an individual, I found out a lot of them didn't know where their polling offices um, were. Uh, where they should be voting. And uh, we found out that a, a, re, a little of the redistricting, a little of the gerrymandering, as as the old folks used to say, uh, is already happening without us really having to vote on it. Uh, you know, redistricting of, of polls and everything else. Some people have been um, uh, not voting in the same place that they were voting the last time they vote. So there's a place called vote.org that uh, I find that was very helpful for individuals to find out where their polling offices uh, are, where they are located. Um, so, and, and some people uh, didn't know uh, where uh, should I, well, actually, they did know, but but most of the time, they you know some of the people didn't know what the polling office and that, and I have to credit Michigan uh, Liberation Action uh, for that Action Fund actually for um, having us uh, that information where we can uh, readily was readily available to us. So uh, I think that uh, that was really helpful to a lot of people just to know where their polling places are. Wow, thank you. Up next, um, Deborah, we'll just go in the order. I'm gonna go what I would like to say is that I don't want people to, to give up or feel hopeless because we live in, we're only one little speck in this big state, but each and every one of us has the opportunity to make a difference. Collectively, we can change things. When you hear the results of those polls and you know that you had something to do with the input of getting that person across or getting, uh, getting that proposal across, please give yourself, say, great, and don't give up because when this election is over, we still have work to do. We still have to tell your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, tell your nieces, nephews, uncles, it's important to vote. When you get out of 2022, get yourself prepared for the next one. Oh, thanks, Deborah. Rhonda. Well, there, you hear a lot of times they saying vote like your life depends on 
this one really does. This is a vote that would change the direction of our whole country. And I just want to encourage everybody to vote like your life depends upon it. Because it does. Thank you. All right. And Kanisha, any food for thought, words of wisdom before we head out? Just do it. Just vote. You know? Um, just do it. Don't put off to, you know, tomorrow what you can do today, you know? Um, and I, I love this quote from Barack Obama. He always says, you know, keep voting until you see the change that you want to see. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to ride that because I think that that's very good at good sound advice. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sheila. Yes, um, I I want to reflect the sentiments of my friend Rhonda. We need to vote like our life depends on it because it really, really does. Uh, I was reading in my UAW paper how technology is going to be changing, where jobs are going to be limited. And so depending on who we put in office is how we're going to get jobs, people trained for the jobs that are coming. So our lives do depend on our vote. So I want to encourage everybody, just please go vote because our lives do depend on our future is in danger if we don't. So that's my little two cents. All right. Nell, I know you've been giving us nuggets throughout if you want to end it off. My, here's before Nell closes out. My thing is not only go vote, Educate yourself. And I think all of you said did a fabulous job. You know, make sure, make sure you know who you vote for and why you're voting. You know what I mean? And that is to make a change, you know, and all that. And please help somebody else. If you know somebody that needs a ride to the polls who doesn't really read or write that well, help them out. There's no excuse, y'all. Every and another thing, everybody's vote does count. That's another thing we've been battling with in within my lib. Everybody's vote does count. So now I'll let you take us on home and we'll, hey, go, go, go out and vote if you haven't right. already. Yeah. To, to the point that you just said, Ms. Marjan, that's a part of that misinformation, right? They, 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 they just uh, oversaturate us, social media and otherwise misinformation. So we have to do our due diligence and educate ourselves or make sure we reach out to those that can help us understand what's going on in this electoral process. But I'm going to end it with this, y'all. I voted, okay? I went to my city clerk's office today. I said I was going to do it. I went to my city clerk's office today. And guess what? I'm in Southfield and it was packed. It was packed. Typically, I go in there and I would be mad. I'm like, but we were hanging out the door, y'all, and we were wrapped around. I'm like, Oh, I was so impressed. I was in there for every bit of an hour and I could have waited till tomorrow, but it's back to what you said. Why put off today what I could do tomorrow, Kamishi? So I did it today. I stood in line. I almost stayed because I had my little doggy in the car. How are you going to do for this? Time? I didn't know how long I was going to be in there, but I was in there for an hour and he was okay, you know, but it was so, um, inspiring, you know, and empowering to see 
how we were in there. We were, I mean, and we were like, we were like jammed in there. We like pushing up and putting forming lads. I was like, this is awesome. So I wanted to end it on that, that, you know, um, you know, we just got to continue to push it, y'all. Let's continue. We got today, the rest of the day, we got what, four hours left to a little less than four hours and we got all day tomorrow. So those people that have not made their minds up, this, this race can be lost by one or two votes and it may be them that could be that reason. So let's make sure we're encouraging, promoting, and inspiring people through, you know, the work that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. I thank you, phone team. I thank you, Ms. Marjan, for allowing us this platform to share feedback re regarding the work that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Thank you thank all you. for coming on here. Thank you, y'all. Thank, thank you, Ms. Marjan. Thank you, Deborah. I love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. Somebody's have a good evening. Thank you. Inspired. They're going to be wanting to be on the phone team next year. <laughs> hey, it's a hey. dynamic team. I'm telling you. It's dynamic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What I've noticed, too, is when we get these diamonds, we keep them, you know. I, mm -hmm. you know, when it's when we when it's time for us to re up, it's those 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 diamonds. I'm calling first. Hello, Kamishi. Hello, Hello, Mama Young. Hello, Deborah. I'm calling. Yeah. And now we got yeah. new diamonds that we've added. We're gonna be calling yes. the Rondas. We're gonna be calling yep. the Carmels. We're gonna be calling the Christians. You know, my 16 year old yes. grandson works mm -hmm. where I live and he was mm -hmm. supposed to be on here, y'all, but he didn't want to be amongst all you women. I'm just gonna be honest with you. But <laughs> he's he knows how to do that because I don't want to be biased. Deborah, 16 years old and I'm telling you, he's on point every day. He made more calls than any Anybody else yesterday? Wow! wow. He, he always, every time when he's done, he wants to know what are my numbers? Mm. How many calls did I make? How many did I canvas? That means he actually talked to them. He is and making an impact. Earl, it is a beautiful thing. thing to see. I'm going to say this one thing about him, too. Early on, when he first joined the team and we were given, you know, why is it so important to vote? And he was given his, you know, I was like, uh-oh, Christian's going to get nervous. But this young man came on there. He went to talking. Folks was putting, go, young king. What? Uh -huh. Who is that? Who's that young mm -hmm. king? He's 16, y'all. So, you know, and, and he says that his teachers are pushing him to be more vocal and to speak out, you know. And so I, I'm so glad that he's empowered to where he does speak out. And he says, he go he go back and forth when he'll say, hi, my name is Christian. And we sat and listened to a call. I picked him up one day from mm -hmm. school. And me and my husband, we were sitting there listening at him, had the call. Or you go, well, and then he said, well, why do you feel that your vote does not count? And then he went on to say, well, it actually mm -hmm. does count. He says, and they want you to think it's not counting. He says, but, but they're fighting mm -hmm. hard to make you think this, you know, and I'm mm -hmm. here to change your mind and let you know, do it for your daughter. You know, do it for right. your granddaughter, whatever. Mm -hmm. he, he's talking about reproductive mm -hmm. rights. He says, I'm a man. I'm a young man. But I do understand the importance of a person making their personal decisions. So that's mm -hmm. what matters, y'all. So, you know, we could be from 16. We Our, our, our age group is 16 from 16 to 100, y'all. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, y'all can stay over. I'm just going to run the credits, y'all. Hey, next time, y'all. Make sure you check out the Michigan Liberation Podcast. You see, we already, hey, 
Respect God. the rules of nothing else and go vote. Respect All right, till next time. Thank you, y'all. Thank you. Michigan Liberation Education Fund, C3, conducts grassroots organizing, leadership development, and civic engagement activities. Michigan Liberation C4 and Michigan Liberation Action Fund, IE, are sister organizations.